guys. Welcome back to the Tipsy Ghost. We are your tipsy hosts, Sarah, Sarah, and Lindsay. Hi. Hey, guys. Did I sound happy? It sounded great. <laughs> Thank you. This was great. How was your camping trip? Oh, I just got back from camping like three hours ago. <laughs> um, it was great. So last year, we go every year. And last year we went, it was 40 degrees in October and raining the entire time to the point that we came home a day early because it was so miserable. Um, we couldn't yeah. do anything. Your kids were with you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It no. was so GTFO. bad. And I forgot <laughs> to bring my own jacket or coat because I packed for everybody else. <laughs> oh so in all the pictures, I'm wearing my husband's like ginormous coat on me. It's bad. <laughs> At least he let you use his coat. Did yes. he have one too? Yes. He had a hoodie. <laughs> I didn't even pack a hoodie for me because I was like, it's going to be fine. <laughs> oh, God. Spoiler alert. It was not fine. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler. There we um, go. So late. it was much better t- this trip. I almost said today. Although technically it was today. It was much better this trip because it was nice weather. We were able to go on hikes and it was <clears throat> beautiful and nice and relaxing. I didn't have service until like 12 o'clock today. You nice. were down by the old, the haunted hotel down there, right? Yes. So we're we were down by um, actually me and my husband stayed in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, which is where the Crescent Hotel is. I've which been there. Bucket list for yes. all of us, I think. We went um, nine years ago. Me and my husband did, and didn't stay there overnight, but just like did the tour, and it was fun. We wanted to do it this year, but it just the timing didn't work out. Like it yeah. was at like eight o'clock at night, <laughs> which was too early for us to go and the only time they have like a late one at 10 o'clock when we could go was last night when we had all of the kids and i was like we're not dragging our kids to a 10 o'clock ghost hunt (laughs) i mean i would (laughs) same (laughs) i would take my dogs (laughs) so we didn't get to do it but it's okay we'll we'll because that's for us save it yes Save, save for yourself us. for us. But save we should yourself. go next fall because, like, <laughs> all of the town is decorated, like, you know, and ghost stuff and creepy stuff. And it's all, like, very Halloween decorated. So we should go in the fall. Does anybody else, when they see that spooky S-Z-N, does anybody else see Spooky Susan? I've Wait, what? never seen that. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, people on social media, on, on the social. <laughs> on the social. <laughs> They're always on TikTok. <laughs> I think it's like a lot of places. Oh, okay. They're like hashtag spooky, spooky season, S-C-N. Oh, S-C-N for season. See, I think it's supposed to be season, but in my mind, it's Susan. <laughs> spooky, spooky Susan. 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 Poor Susan. You're so spooky. <laughs> What did Susan, she do? you're so spooky. <laughs> oh, that Susan. I love her. <laughs> I'm not wanting to ask you guys, but apparently I'm the only one who's ever seen that. I don't, I don't hashtag that much. <laughs> I don't get on socials. Yes, so. we know that. <laughs> I have to, like, cool. every week I have to show her. I'm like, you want to see pictures that I posted to social media that you haven't seen yet? Because <laughs> I know she won't see them. I try to post things a couple times a week but i probably could be better i had a pretty good tiktok on there this week if i do say so myself that you created or of that course you- not i did not i've created three tiktoks ever <laughs> my teen asked me the other day she goes how many followers do you have on tiktok and i was like like four because i'm private like everything is super private <laughs> i was just gonna say i mean we could create a tipsy ghost tiktok oh my goodness y'all oh, is the God. world ready for this <laughs> Is Spooky Susan ready for a tipsy ghost? <laughs> Can that please be our? <laughs> That'll be Susan, our handle. Is that you? <laughs> Spooky. We Susan. really missed the mark for our podcast name, Spooky Susan. <laughs> if 
Except it would be Sarah because two out of the three of us are named Sarah. Oh no, it's definitely Susan. That's but you're end. here, so it's Susan. Spooky Susan and Lindsay's. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for giving me my own name. <laughs> oh yeah, you need like a equivalent to Susan. What's what's an L name? Equivalent? Linda. Linda. Oh, what is my drunk person name? Shoot. I gave her a drunk name, and it's Linda. It is Linda. Well, that's perfect because my uh, autocorrect <laughs> always changes it to, to Linda, mm-hmm. and I say Linz. Sarah's drunk name that I gave her is Blair. What is your drunk name? I don't know if we've ever given you one. I've never been given a drunk name. I thought you were going to say I've never been drunk. I was was like, like, "Um, pretty sure last week's episode you said I can't feel my face. (laughs) That's true. Very true. And it was 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 my lips. She got worse. She got worse as the episode went on and I was cracking up. I love it when you get there. That's (laughs) insulting. No. How is that insulting? I'm calling you funny. You just called me worse. (laughs) <laughs> I said that you were getting more intoxicated. Spooky Susan got offended. When Please, we called her <laughs> Susan. All right, that's her name. <laughs> we just decided it's Susan. No, can it be Spooky Susan? <laughs> oh yes. Even not around Halloween, you want to be Spooky Susan? Susan, Susan not season. It's. Spook- I said Susan. You said no, you season. said season. No, I did not. Listen, see how I got confused. <laughs> I don't know the difference. <laughs> and for the record, this is my second glass. Yeah. And we had a shot, or was that a shot? I don't know I how don't to classify so. that. It, it, it was It was supposed to be a shot. It yes, was like it a was. double shot. It was, it was delicious. Like a lemonade. Limeade. Okay, it was a limeade. It was, it a was, there was a, no lemon. <laughs> a kamikaze, mm. which mm. I have never had before, and I've it was pretty tasty. That either. And I served it up in these cute little skeleton hand flutes. It was very adorable. Very spooky we, for Susan. In hindsight, we should have taken a picture. <laughs> you know, we we'll just have to take another one, we'll I guess. We'll take another shot before we'll we go. Make an, yeah, I'll text Mike now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's going to be like a while before we're done with this episode to take a shot. <laughs> okay, before we actually start recording our episode, though, I wanted to give a quick shout out because we are going to be appearing on another podcast. I wasn't ready for that. But thank yes. you. She didn't finger guide me. I didn't, okay. Be I ready. Be either. ready. You burn burn too early. <laughs> it is called the Mysterious Goings On Podcast. And our friend Alex Greenwood asked us to send in our spooky story. And we did. And we did a, an okay job. We did a great job. <laughs> we did an okay job. We were adequate. Us up? <laughs> we, See, average. We were us. So I think that was great. We were adequately awesome. <laughs> I checked out some of his stuff, though. He's got some really cool stuff over there. What's so. the name of his podcast? The Mysterious Goings On Podcast. There you go. As she previously I know she said that, but I just wanted to enunciate it and like highlight it. I think that the episode is going to be airing October 20th. Okay. So be on the lookout. We'll be... You know, tagging him in our next episode. In our soch. In our socias. Is that how you say multiple socials? I don't know. Socials? Socials. Socials. Every time I hear soch, I think of like social security number. Uh, (laughs) So. Hmm. Okay. Like, give me your soch. How old are we? Grandpa. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm, uh, I've got the mind of like a 70 year old. Hashtags. Anyway. Susan. Thank you, Alex, for the opportunity. Yes, thank you. Yeah. We appreciate it. It was super fun. And I hope you enjoyed listening to us. We were adequate. <laughs> us adequately talk. Me, except for I, ent- um, I entered us as, uh, we're, we went to the Belvoir Wine. And then, <laughs> I laughed at that every time. I'm like, really? 
It's winery. And how many it's times have we been there? Um, Too 400 at least, I think. Um, so, yeah. It's a winery, not the wine and in. Although, I mean, I think you do drink I wine. I mean, you do drink wine and you do sleep I almost got it. I had to think real hard. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. So, speaking of announcements, I would, on behalf of all of us, like to take the opportunity to ask everybody, oh, everybody 18 and older, okay, please, when it is the day, the upcoming day to vote, 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 and vote some more. Yes, vote, 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 I mean, vote. You, only, you only get one vote, but, you know, in theory, vote, vote all that you can. We're never, ever going to tell you who to vote for. But we do think it's important that you take this opportunity to make your voice heard. So vote, ask your mom to vote, your dad to vote, your grandma to vote, your dog, maybe, if you can swing that. No, no, okay. Okay. Gen Z, Z, we're looking at you. You We are, yeah, looking at everybody. I mean, I'm my mom's not Gen Z, obviously. <laughs> She's never voted in her life. I don't oh. know why. See, that's so interesting to me. And that... so I have been working on her. I'm like, Mom, you need to vote. Has she you said need why? To vote. She doesn't say why? She just doesn't like politics. She's never been involved in politics. My dad votes in mm-hmm. every presidential mm-hmm. election, but my mom has literally never registered to vote. Wow. It's still so important. Like, just do your research. Yeah. I'm like, Mom, I don't even Pick care who you vote for. I mean, do it. I do care who my mom votes for because it's my mom. Mm-hmm. But I'm like... Like, just vote. You know, you do you, boo. Just please vote. Yeah. You're never too old to vote for the first time. I'm working on her. I gotta yeah. call her tomorrow. They're, they're I'm gonna, gonna call, call her tomorrow. Being like, oh my god, it's your first time. Ring a bell. <laughs> I mean, I wish they would. <laughs> I mean, that would be cool, but... But right? yes, vote. They're not gonna call her out. Cool. I think we've got all of our announcements out of the way. Do we? Uh, I don't have an announcement. You guys both had announcements. I came unprepared. Typical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Typical, late, late, and unprepared. I was here at like five minutes late, so I don't even want to hear it. It's fine. We five, walked in five at the minutes same time. late is still late. <laughs> I was five minutes late. Me and Sarah walked in at the same time. And is Sarah getting any grief about it? No, I'm disappointed. Okay, and well. both of you. All right, mom. <laughs> Carrie, so I had shots ready and we had to put them in the fridge because you guys were late. No, <laughs> false. Five minutes. Hold on, because we told you, you said ETA, and we told you how far away we were. Yeah, that is true. You asked, we answered. I didn't lie honestly. about my ETA. And I think we were right on was point. Was it accurate? <laughs> I mean, that's what my map, I even put your address into my maps so I could see what the ETA was. Oh, I was like, do you still have to, like, did you just say MapQuest? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do you remember that when you had to, yes. you had to print off print the instructions? Yes. I put it into my map so I could see what the ETA was, okay. and it said 18 minutes, and then I canceled it. I was, well, I was I know how to get you to your house. I was wondering why you had to put her address in I know how to get to your house, house but it my perception... take you 18 minutes to get to my house from your house? She had just left, I was okay. already <laughs> on the way. Oh, you shouldn't do that while you're driving. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was on the way, and you said, what's your ETA? And I'm like, I don't know. I'll get there when I get there. Because I don't know time. Soon-ish. That sounds exactly like Linda. <laughs> and so I put it in my maps and it said 18 minutes and I texted you 18 minutes. Surprisingly, I'm almost never late here, <laughs> but I was because I left my registration on the counter. What a mom thing to say. I left my registration for my car on the counter. So I had to turn around and go home and get it. Make sure I had it in So my you don't car. get pulled over? That is yes. very responsible of you. I got new tags this week. Oh, look Congratulations. at us. How adulting. <laughs> I don't. 10 out of 10 would not recommend being an adult. (laughs) Can I just say, I will say this about my camping trip. So I gave my clumsiness to my son. 
Yes, I'm, you did. I'm so sorry, Owen. Gave my clumsiness to him, and we went on a hike, and he tripped, like, at least four, if not five times. <laughs> and he just kept tripping and falling, and when he trips and falls, he falls on his face, just like I do. <laughs> and so, at one point, he was crying, and I picked him up, and I was holding him as we kept hiking. I kept saying, can I put you down now? And he goes, no, I don't want to walk anymore. And I was it's like, too dangerous. <laughs> I was like, same, dude. Walking and my husband was just like... I'm not carrying you if you fall. <laughs> I was like, but I don't want to walk anymore. Hey, but you walked without a brace. I walked ankle. without a brace. I went up a hill, up a hill. I'm going <laughs> it a hill. hill? I mean, Good I job. need to call Great. it a hill. It's not a mountain in oh, okay. the Ozarks. Okay. I'm with you. It's no, they're they're pretty big. They are pretty big. I mean, it's still hill mountains. <laughs> I climbed up rocks and everything like that, and yeah, my ankle is almost better. Have Doing you ever good. seen the hills have eyes? Yes, I have. Boydson, have you? I, <laughs> I was looking at you. you. Absolutely sick of you. I'm including you in the conversation. No, you're doing it on purpose to point out that I have not seen it. I like to watch scary movies in October. Well, year like round. Like the slasher like, films, yeah. Yeah, I like to I watch them in October. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, I walked one. I walked. I walked. watched one <laughs> called Jezebel the other day, I think. I Anyways, think I've seen that. Something on Huluween. If if you're not familiar, they have a Halloween section. I don't have. Anyways, the, the hills have eyes. Yes, you do. That's Didn't you I do. tell you if you have Sprint, you have Hulu? Oh, but yeah, I that's told right. you that I'm on my father's plan, so oh, yeah. I don't know his account info. Ask Dad for his account info or to sign up oh, for yeah. Hulu, and then he's gonna be like, "What are you doing with my account sign info?" Up for no, Hulu. no, no, just ask him to sign up for it's Hulu. Free. <laughs> okay, I'll ask him to sign up for Hulu, and then he's gonna say, "What's Hulu?" You must do it now. There's a Halloween. My parents on. have Netflix and they don't know how to use it still. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, you guys should watch this. It's on Netflix. Oh, and um, the haunted the house on the haunted house, hill, the house of uh, Bly Manor. Yep, yep. Yeah. Okay. I was almost there. The haunting of Hill House. No. Nope. Bly, Bly Manor. <laughs> I got that part. <laughs> yes, I just saw that it got released. We saw season one and loved it. I can't wait. Oh to yeah, watch I'm already halfway no, through. You guys are thinking so of good. two different things. No, no, I'm not. We're not. The Haunting of Hill House, Bly Manor, is season two. Yeah, I know I'm saying two different things, but we're thinking hold on, the same thing. Hold on. Hold, please. Thing. Hold music while I am pulling up my Netflix. App. I don't have hold music. The Haunting of Bly Manor. But oh, season one was, was The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. So is it the same family? Yes, it's no, the same. it's not. It's different family, but it's the same show. <laughs> I'm so confused. Same actors, kind of like American Horror Story. Okay, I think like it's, it's a different off... thing every season, but the same actors get Isn't used. it a book? I'm pretty sure they're books. Yes, they are books. Okay, Because I read you. the first book, The Haunting of Hill House. I read that book. I don't read. And ever. the Bly Manor one is on my to-be-read list. But there are similar actors, like she said, yes. like in American Horror Story. And so good. Sorry to mean play footsie. But it's so good. <laughs> play footsie all the time. I'm already like five episodes in. Really? Girl, oh, when it, I like something, I binge. It got dropped when we were camping. So we haven't seen it yet, but we will start here in a few Well, days. it just came out yesterday, so. Yeah, that's why. Okay, sorry. I'm Ready. still trying to finish up Ratchet. I haven't finished that yet. Ooh, so good. It was amazing. Now, listen, guys, I was without internet for two was... days. Listen, I watched the I entire. I watched okay. the entire what, season four? in one. So day. did I. <laughs> I did. Boyston and I are similar in that sense. <laughs> I like something. I'm going to watch it all day. So you could watch Bly Manor though without having to watch the first season. Oh, I've watched The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, then How yeah, good. it's excellent. Take that, Lindsay. <laughs> well, I'm very pleasantly surprised. I'm not going to tell her to watch it because she, she won't. Then, but just know. <laughs> I binged it all. I can't wait to watch it. Okay. 
Moving on. We are doing a smorgasbord episode. Finally. What we does got that mean exactly? Smog, smog, smog. It means we get to do whatever we want. When I picture smorgas- smorgasbord, I picture a charcuterie I tray. I do, too. <laughs> oh, see, I don't like charcuterie boards. <gasps> what? Well, I said tray. How do you not? It's <laughs> meat and cheese and yeah, but it's all like It's fancy meats and fancy cheeses, and oh, I'm very come to basic. my house. It's not very fancy. When yeah, I, do I don't make a fancy charcuterie <laughs> board. It is like ham and cheese and salami and turkey. Yeah, yeah. Maybe some olives thrown in there, even though I don't like them, but some people do. I don't like do. olives either. Yeah. Makes them look fancy. So a smorgasbord is a buffet offering a variety of hot and cold meats, salads, <laughs> And appetizers. It's a wide range of something slash variety. So this is our variety. I need to mute my computer because it just beeped at me. If you could see the look that I just got for laughing at Smorgasbord. No, first of all, not everything's about you. I wasn't giving you. Oh, that really? Look. This wasn't. Were you giving me the look? Yes. Oh. <laughs> She's giving you the look at me for giving us the definition of smorgasbord. Because you asked, "What is a smorgasbord?" No, no, no. That was. She meant, "What does that mean for our podcast?" But yes. okay. I was telling her Thank you. It's a I do not need to see a picture of a frying pan again. <laughs> I was not pulling up pictures. Let the record show. Walmart. I pulled up coach. a new definition. This is like when she gets mad at me for live blogging while we're doing recordings vlogging it's <laughs> called Mary vlogging. joseph i can't <laughs> i'm older than you she loves mom. my vlog all right blogging. anyhow <laughs> i can't <laughs> live blogging you're younger than i am how do you I was not just know saying, this? i'm older than you i how do have I the soul of a 70 year old i have told it's you true. this this is true i'm an old soul okay linda fine, i don't sit here and binge these shows i read <laughs> i binge books <sighs> I read three books on my camping trip. I haven't read since probably high school. Oh, dear Get Lord, out of that here. hurts my heart. I'd rather watch it. My mother-in-law told me, she was like, you know what I do with books? I read the first half, then I read the ending, then I go back and read the second half. And I was like, stop. Please stop. <laughs> we could be friends. I don't know. Okay, so the s'more... s'more oh, cheers. Sorry. Hold on. Get it together. <laughs> All right, go. The Smorka's Board episode. Here we go. We are going to roll the wheel. Roll the spin the Roll wheel. Roll the spin the wheel. See it go fast. I have crushed almost this entire glass of wine, which was half the bottle. It's Sarah. not Lindsay. Oh my god, it's me. Why do you have to be so hateful? It's been you like the last four or three times. Okay, but yeah. I don't root for your failures. Okay, that's not rooting. She was just excited. Oh, it's- <laughs> well, I told Boydstone when I walked through the door that Mm. Oh, I forgot. I'm this very is my good. Cue. <laughs> oh, yes, Boys yes. And hint, hint. I'm really good at copying people. I'm not so good at being original, <laughs> but I can copy like mm, your face painting, like anything on Pinterest. Just can't come up with it myself. That is funny because your Enneagram is called the individualist. I am not, though, when it comes to that. <laughs> That's so funny. I think it's I want to be, yeah. but I don't have that part of my brain in tune. So anyhow, the reason why I'm saying that is because I created a PowerPoint question mark. Is it PowerPoint when it's on Mac? I still call it PowerPoint. I it's mean, a keynote. It people is. know what we're PowerPoint call it a presentation. is. If you say I created a keynote, people are going to be like, what? True that. It's a presentation with pictures. created a presentation. I did. I am going to be talking about a an urban legend. Ooh. Yes. Uh, about the Dent Schoolhouse. Dun, dun, dun. There it is. I don't know anything about this. I'm excited. Okay. Prepare to listen. <laughs> I am prepared. I'm ready. My ears. I couldn't think of a better word. <laughs> my ears are open. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, it's located in Dent, Ohio, which is near Cincinnati. Um, in 1894, the Dent Public School House was open for grades K through 12 and was seen as an ideal place to send the local kids. Here you can see the picture of the Dent School House. It looks like a T-Rex above the <laughs> roof. Do you see that? <laughs> or am I just on like four-year-old dinosaur obsessed brains? Maybe that. No, he's right there. Yeah, I see I him see though. It. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Apparently, the T-Rex haunts the, the Dent School House. The haunted T-Rex. Can we please look for a haunted dinosaur? What is this little blurb though? I thought that was just like a watermark out. or something. No, That's probably no. what the T-Rex it's, is it's too. It's an orb. Yeah, it's an orb okay. that takes up half <laughs> no, the building size. That is a T-Rex. It's not a watermark. <laughs> no, the T-Rex pooped. Oh, okay. Oh. oh. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> cool. We'll upload the picture so you can see. The T-Rex. Can't wait. My my beautiful... It has four slides. I'm so glad that you provided a PowerPoint for this one reason. T-Rex on the roof. Got it. Yeah. That's all I've gotten so far. So okay. this is in Ohio. <laughs> anyway, story short. All of our stories are short. That's mm -hmm. great. Okay, so at first things were going great and everything seemed to be really successful. But in 1942, several students who were known for their quote unquote in disruption in the classroom mysteriously vanished and were last seen at the Dent Public School. Uh -oh. Those rotten children. They're turds. Okay, well, maybe they were great, but yeah, no, you know what I'm saying. All right, the Dent Police began an investigation, and <laughs> the Dent Police. It's <laughs> <laughs> the name of their town. Okay, did somebody run offensive. into you? <laughs> all right, that Dent right up. Let's just offend all of Dent, Ohio. All fifty-five of them. I'm gonna give you a <laughs> ticket. <laughs> You've got. A I don't think that made it better. Yeah. Just kidding, Dent, Ohio. We love you. I didn't um, put a map, but it's near Cincinnati, so picture we, we it. They've the, got a lot of people backing them up, all right? We really like your ghost T-Rex. <laughs> yeah. He's cute. He looks like he's suicidal. I can't, I can't not see it. I'll <laughs> jump. I can't I'll not fucking see it. jump. I can't not see the T-Rex. <laughs> Here. You, you call me okay. small town T-Rex one more time, I will jump off this roof. She can't okay, see it sorry. anymore. Okay. I covered it up. <laughs> okay. Well, the police. I'll take out Dent because apparently that's distracting. <laughs> it's only when you say Dent police. <laughs> well, that's who they are. I know. <laughs> I totally respect the Dent police. <laughs> Doesn't feel like you do. That feels like a lie. <laughs> We're sorry, Dent Police. But I mean, don't you have people teasing you about like, oh, I've got a dent in my car. Are you gonna pull me over? Oh man, there's lots of there's lots of towns that are named really weird names. So I'm sure we could. Oh my god, make... Missouri's full of them. Yeah, we have knob liquor, knob liquor, the knob liquor noster. There's a knob noster too. I want to meet the knob liquor police. Okay, <laughs> this took a sharp right turn. Disapproving stare. Okay. Why don't we circle it back here? Circle back. <laughs> okay, so the police began an investigation and came to the conclusion that those kids must be runaways. Two years later, four more students went missing in October, but the police couldn't figure out what was happening. Were the police trying that hard? You know, Linz, They were Linda, busy with dents. <laughs> nobody knows. They were busy. Ten years later, in 1952... Three more students went missing. Oh, my goodness. Shortly after, students began complaining about a strange smell that was coming from the basement. Nope. 
Oh, it's probably just musty. It's a basement. This is interesting you say that. So the school's janitor, his name was Charlie. Charlie. Was asked about the smell. (laughs) And he said it was from clogged pipes. Yeah, it was. This is funny. His name is Charlie McFree. (laughs) Yeah, he ain't going to be McFree for long. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) After a few weeks, the smell went away, but rumors began that Charlie had something to do with the kids who disappeared. Oh, my goodness. How many kids is this by now? Well, there's more. As if that wasn't enough. Um, In October of 1955, (laughs) seven more kids. Oh, my goodness. Vanished. So they're all disappearing, like seven kids in a month. His description. Five, six, no hair, very aged. (laughs) So I'm going to tell you about this. You'll find out more about why this poster exists, but I just couldn't resist putting it here. Okay. But seven kids are disappearing in a month. In this one month in October 55. The other ones have been spread throughout the year, but this one is, yeah. Okay. That's crazy. All right. So um, local kids began complaining about a terrible smell that was coming from the basement again. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the smell was so strong that it was actually causing some of the kids to pass out. Oh, my goodness. Yikes. The s- <laughs> members of the community were outraged about these missing children. Um, so they all rallied together and they stormed the school. They busted down the door to the basement. And when they got there, they were shocked at what they saw. Oh, no, I don't like this. Um, what did they find? <laughs> the basement was covered with decaying remains of missing students. Yep. Bodies had been sealed in barrels, wedged behind the brick walls in the basement, and left in sanitary tubs to decay. Oh, gross. They tried finding Charlie, but he was never found. Uh Uh-oh. The school was closed down shortly after. And how many bodies did they find, did they say? Please don't ask questions. Multiple, (laughs) Linda. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Supposedly, the public records for that school district disappeared. So. Convenient. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old schoolhouse. This is where we're going to take a turn, and I'm excited for you to see what's next. Is it a left-hand turn or a right-hand turn? Um, I what? think I'm going to go left now. Okay. All right. It's Mind now. Your <laughs> okay. We know that it's probably haunted with spirits from the kids there that worked there. And the rumors that Charlie came back after several years, and although his body was never found, his spirit is said to haunt the building. Yes. <laughs> the building's now owned by Josh Wells, Chuck Strauss, and Bud Strauss. And now what? it is a haunted attraction. Woo! Oh, the Dent Schoolhouse. Enter the Dent Schoolhouse haunted attraction based Ooh. off an urban legend. How perfect is that? They are making some money off Girl, that. You know. Okay. So now they have it set up so that the person that's going through the house is completely engulfed by the building and its history. You can see Charlie up in the left hand corner. Yep. He is an angry janitor. There are tons of body parts in the haunted attraction that make it appear super creepy. And it's often called one of the most detailed haunted. uh, I can't say haunted houses. That's not that's not a right. It's haunted attractions. Because like, is it open year round? Not just at Halloween? No, I don't think so. I think it's open during the The haunted housing time. Yeah. Yeah. Spooky season. (laughs) Yes. You called? (laughs) It's open during spookin', spookin season. Spookin'. Very good. Spookin'. That that helps differentiate us. Do you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> I do. I do. All right. They're uh, okay. Sorry. They tried to appeal to the gore lovers with plenty of oh, that's me gutted parents and children. 
a cafeteria of human remains, oh. and a few torture scenes. How many eyeballs? Boom. Oh. For people who are more into the paranormal, the fact that the place might be actually haunted is sometimes enough. People have claimed to have been touched by ghosts, or they have actually seen ghosts themselves. How do you differentiate a you ghost know. between a worker? That's the question. Isn't that how it is everywhere? Right. They like to add fear by showing floating librarians and creepy ghost children in the haunt. Guests will see Charlie. And now he is also, I, I saw McPhee and also McFree. So I don't know what his hmm. name is. The reward poster says McFree. And so the reward like poster better. is from The Haunt. Damn it. I know. It's based off the urban legend, but the reward post poster is from the attraction itself. Gotcha. Okay. okay. So they created that. I didn't want to ruin it for you at the moment. All right. So every year changes just a little bit. Charlie is in different areas. He's a C-list celebrity, which good Charlie. Yeah. Look at you. Snaps for Charlie. <laughs> Actually, no snaps for Charlie because okay. you're a horrible yeah, person. Yeah, Charlie, you suck. Get out of here. <laughs> you could be like an Z-list. Is there such a thing? <laughs> no. Okay. I created it. Uh, okay. Anyhow, Charlie can be seen killing a student in the basement, roaming his creepy sleeping quarters, and cleaning a dirty bathroom. Mm. He's portrayed as a hunched over old man who snarls at anyone who looks at him in the eyes, which is why you saw on the reward poster. He's aged or something. He's creepy looking. I'll give him that. He is. The students who supposedly died in the schoolhouse are part of, part of the haunt as well. They're seen begging for help or messing with guests. It's a pretty big deal in the area. It's been highlighted on many TV shows. That's how I found out about it. Weirdly, I saw it on a, on a document. Documentary. Yes. No, document. I fixed dog. it this time. Yeah, saw it on a dog. Document. <laughs> <laughs> they have over 50 actors employed, tons of makeup artists, which, dream job, please hire me. Yeah, I was going to say those pictures, I mean, that's some good makeup. Well, that's probably a mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> no, Charlie, that's a mannequin too? Well, I'm pretty sure he has like a mask over his oh, face. Okay. Prosthetic. Yeah, there's a lot of special effects going on, which may be a step up from where... I could ever be, but I would love, hey, hire me, come, I'll, I'll come up to your, I'll come over to Ohio and work for real cheap. I would love to. <laughs> work for cheap. <laughs> work for cheap. We'll work for cheap to make you creepy. Love it. Um, there is also some merch that says, Charlie's my homeboy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Parking attendants. And uh, I, I, <laughs> I'm laughing because I wrote, they prepare for spooky SZN. <laughs> spooky season <laughs> okay i'm coming <laughs> I prepare, prepare, prepare for spooky susan all year round i'll be there <laughs> and always change things up to keep it interesting so that's what i got for you it's the urban that's legend very cool that they change it up so people are surprised every i year. think that was my last picture it was okay perfect good job you're welcome. Thanks. So now we need to go to Dent, Ohio I to know. go to their haunted. So <laughs> I went to a conference in Cincinnati a couple years ago. Super fun. It's actually a pretty cool little town. Yeah. Um, but it was like a nine hour drive from Kansas City. That's so a long drive. I was surprised. I'm like, Midwest, it's totally nearby. It's not. No. All right. Are we ready to spin that wheel? See who's going second and who's going last. We're ready. Boyson, <sighs> you and I, let's do it. It's a face off. It is a face off. A duel. I'm ready for it. I've been reading a lot of historical fiction lately, so I love that you just said duel. God damn it. 
Hey, this just means... It's Lindsay. It's the final countdown. You're so lucky to go last. That's how I phrased it last yes. time. There's nothing wrong with going last. You have closed us out a few times. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> I know oh. I was being sincere. No, you weren't. Yes, Lindsay because went last I went many last times. many times. So I'm saying, hey, I understand where you're coming from, and there's nothing wrong with it. I've accepted I think I went it. last a few... You know what? There's only three of us, so we're bound to switch spots. Yes. <laughs> go last five times in a row. Okay. Go yeah, ahead. we're bound to go last Lindsay, I'm ready for your story. I'm ready to listen. <laughs> like I said, if you complain enough, you'll be eventually bumped to the front. <laughs> the wheel hears your complaints. The wheel knows. All right, I am doing a true crime. Let's hear it. And this is, I've been watching, so I told you guys earlier, I've been watching a lot of Forensic Files on Netflix, and this is one of the episodes that I just thought was very interesting. Do you for know there's you. a Forensic Files drinking game? I did not. How did I not know this? <laughs> really funny oh my goodness please like send it to me i will i was listening to and that's why we drink today while i was out on a walk uh-huh. i love their podcast they're great yes they are i was laughing a little bit because i'm like if we made a drinking game out of every time m says apparently <laughs> we would be hammered and <laughs> no <laughs> no shade because i used i say it a lot i'm like overly an, annoyed with myself trying to not say apparently but so i get it i thought it was funny i'm sure we all say things all the time <laughs> oh for sure for sure we all for have sure. our words i thought it was cute <clears throat> so hang on yeah the forensic files drinking game drink when someone starts talking about god it was as though the victim were alive, telling us what happened. Yes. Someone yes. talks about a scientist. Uh-huh. Luminol is used. Uh-huh. Lumin- oh, okay. Heat- it's all about serious. the forensic. <laughs> Heated glue fingerprint method is used. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> a blank discovery or a startling blank. Yes. <laughs> they do say that all the time. But a he, startling she, blank? made a mistake. Yep. The case goes cold. The police get a break. This is like the entire episode. It's like all like Dateline, Snap, You're like, like uh-huh, any uh-huh. of these. <laughs> the crime takes place in Florida. Which... Uh, this one is not oh, in Florida. Florida. This one's in New York. The killer is not the estranged ex-husband or the killer is a woman. Oh. And <laughs> it's always the husband. It True was dad. like looking for a needle in a haystack. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they say that all the time when they're waiting for DNA. Did you guys watch the, um, oh, I don't know, it was the Chris Watts doc- documentary? Yes, yes, we did. You did. Can we talk about that later? Of course. Because yeah. I will go off the deep end with that one. Lindsay needs to She's vent. She's going to go I off do. the deep end. I cried. I cried so much. Oh, I did too. It was horrible. It, it was, was horrible. horrible to watch. Okay. So we're going to talk about, <laughs> anyhow, Dr. Anthony Pignataro oh. <laughs> and his wife, Debbie. Okay. You sure about that? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Okay. Is the G pronounced or yes. is this a- okay. y'all? I watched the forensic science episode. <laughs> I am an expert on <laughs> and names. I wrote out how to Pignataro. pronounce it. Pignataro. <laughs> is that because we've made fun of you? Yes. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I'm very self conscious about how I talk. Oh. Okay. Okay. So Deborah, Deborah Rago was born in 1957 and came from a financially strained family in Williamsville, New York. She was born Deborah, but everyone calls her Debbie, so I'm going to call her Debbie from here on out. Tight. She was working as a pharmacy technician in 1978 when she met Lehigh University student Anthony Pignataro. Anthony was the son of Ralph Pignataro, who was a respected surgeon in Buffalo, New York. He wanted to follow his father into medical field, but all of the United States medical schools that he applied to rejected him. 
Hmm. It's not a good sign. So he went to the San Juan. (laughs) All the ones he applied to. I don't know how many he applied to. Okay, fair. Two. So he went to the San Juan (laughs) Bautista School of Medicine in Puerto Rico. So Debbie waited for him to finish, and they married in 1985 when he was done with school. Within their first year of marriage, she was warned, and it didn't say who, but by an anonymous source that he was cheating on her. But she decided to give him a second chance. But she made a mistake. My my notes say bad move, Debbie. Bad move. That was Deb. that was part of the drinking game. Someone was cheats there on you. And, involved? If someone cheats on you in your first year of marriage, y'all, that's not a good sign. You haven't hit the bumpy the bumpy parts of life yeah, in the first the, year. That's the good part. That's the honeymoon. <laughs> okay. Hmm. So hmm. he was working as a surgeon at the time at a hospital, but the other professionals did not think that he was qualified and were quoted as saying he had some scary gaps in his knowledge. Mm. so eventually he left the hospital it doesn't say whether it was on good terms bad terms or whatnot he left he left got it he opened his own plastic surgery practice in the buffalo suburb of west seneca new york he made a name for himself as the inventor of the snap-on toupee have you guys seen this <laughs> i'm sorry what what toupee i like, mean i know what it Buttons on? I know what a toupee is. Thank you, Lindsay. Do you know toupee? If you will listen to me, I will tell you what the snap-on part was. I well, picture it, it like attaches, a It attaches on. to a man's head like a via bolts surgically implanted into oh. the skull. So no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it removable? So he started losing Wait, his... you didn't answer Hold me. On, I'm going to talk about this more. Okay. All right. Please don't ask questions. You're yes, right. thank you. He started losing his hair at the age of 23. That makes me sad. That's genetic. Yeah, it's okay. I get it. Sad at 23. I'm not saying that's his fault. No. sad. No, it's not. It's definitely not. That's a genetic thing. So he invented it. He was his own first customer. Debbie, so in the Forensic File episode, she said, yeah, I'm not sure where he came up with that idea. He just came up with... He came up with it off the top of his head. Of course he did. (laughs) And I died. I died with the shade. (laughs) She's like, you know what I mean. Wink, wink. (laughs) Top of his head. So. I need a drink. (laughs) That got him into the whole plastic surgery business. Because Because of Deb? No, because he was balding and he made a snap-on toupee. Then he. When you say (laughs) snap-on. It says snap-on. Attaches to a man's head. I feel like a button push. She only only clarified the word toupee. There was a bolt in their head. Hold and on. then it's like I'm fucking Frankenstein at that point. Because it showed a picture of it. Okay. So it is. I oh, mean, God. it like literally, oh, crap. Why is it pulling up pictures of Donald Trump? What? <laughs> 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 snapped on and then you fold it back click that middle picture i didn't know what i was looking at it looked so there's bolts that are surgically put into Mm. your skull is it like magnets no like i think you push them down like there's Hmm. there's like little pieces in the toupee and then you like snap 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 is what i picture there he is with his snap on toupee look at that he's looking fierce he's got a mullet well, yeah, that was hot back so, then. So, anyways, so like so I said, say. y'all, this Literally. was like the 80s. Meh. Okay, so away from the toupee, because that is not the important part of the story. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Okay. Um, so, plastic surgery. He made a fortune doing breast implants and cosmetic procedures, but because he was money hungry and wanted to make as much money as possible, he started skimping on overhead costs. Instead of hiring other techs to help, he hired a high school student to assist him during procedures. Oh, good. That sounds like a good um, 
plan. And his wife also assisted with procedures who had no medical experience or expertise at all. Perfect. And he would not hire an anesthesiologist to put them under. She probably read a pamphlet. Pamphlet? Pamphlet. There we are. Oh, um, There's an H. My nurse is here. How do you guys think that's going to go with no anesthesiologist and a high school student to help out? I, I've heard you can just watch an online course. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he just uses local. So, no, well, he didn't. <laughs> I was like, well, maybe. <laughs> did he put them to sleep? Yes, he did. Oh, then no, 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 no. That's not local. <laughs> so stuff starts getting bad. Um, He performed. Performed. <laughs> performed. <laughs> You guys might have to help me with this. Um, ab- Performed. I know that they say plasty at the end of it. Abdomen plasty? Abdominoplasty. Abdominoplasty. Mm-hmm. On a patient named Terry Lamarty. That's a tummy tuck. Tummy tuck. Yep. Mm-hmm. I knew what it was. I just didn't know how to pronounce the actual thing. She alleged that he left her with open bleeding wounds after the surgery, and he yelled at her when she complained about this. Ooh. So he's got great bedside manner, too, for a doctor. Well, don't complain. He like he has problems. So in 1996, a 26-year-old mother of two, Sarah Smith, mm. stopped breathing during a breast augmentation operation. Why is everyone named Sarah in every <laughs> story? Just question. It's from the Bible. He had mm. no yeah, anesthesiologist, that. like y'all said. Or like I said. I was like, <laughs> I didn't, didn't say that. that. <laughs> he had no anesthesiologist. And he gave you her too much anesthesia to the point that she stopped breathing and he did not have a ventilator and she died. They like called EMS BBM. and by the time EMS got there, she was already dead. So, of course, the New York State Health Board is like, we're going to look into this. <clears throat> they charged him with 30 counts of professional misconduct. Third. Turns out he was not a board certified plastic surgeon. What? He was not a qualified plastic surgeon. Shocking. Clutching my pearls. He trained as an ENT doctor, um, but did not actually finish any of the training to actually become one. The state health board asserted that Sarah would have survived if he had the proper resuscitation equipment. And I put in my notes, or, you know, if he had an anesthesiologist present, or if it was in a hospital, or if he had staff. I mean, there's lots of things that could have been done to prevent this. Mm -hmm. He claimed that people die during surgery all the time, which... Yes. I mean, it is a low risk. That happens. But a breast augmentation, like you said, is a low risk surgery. So he pled guilty to criminally negligent homicide. He received six months in jail, a $5,000 fine, and 250 hours of community service. Have you guys seen Dr. Death or heard Dr. Death? We've heard. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Uh, We've talked about this. We've talked about it. it, But yeah, like it's my point is that it's really hard to put a physician in jail. So the fact that he went to jail. Probably says a lot. Only six months. Doesn't matter. It's hard to even get him there. And honestly, they said that was probably because he was practicing out of his scope. Like he... Yeah, they probably got him on something different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard to prove. So they revoked his medical license. The judge said he would never practice medicine anywhere. He claimed, like I said, death happens. He was taken directly to prison and his wife, Debbie, was shown sobbing in the back row. Oh, poor Deb. So after his six-month jail stale, Debbie... (laughs) We're just going to... I'm, I'm, I'm not. I, knew. I was, was going to go past I it. I you were, and I looked at Boydston, and she paused and stared at me. Of course she did. I was like, uh-huh. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. His He obviously could not find a job afterwards, because duh. Um, <laughs> his mother, Dirt. he's got a felony charge, and he lost his everything he's worked towards. His mother helped them financially because he could not find another job. He said he received death threats, and people vandalized his house, like writing, killer on his garage and spray paint and stuff like that. 
So after all this, he has another affair. And Debbie took him back again. And I said, oh, Debbie. Sweet, sweet Debbie. (laughs) Yeah. They did have a couple months of separation. I think they separated in, like, March, but they got back together in May. And this is 1999. So... Around May 1999, Debbie started feeling ill with some nausea and then began having numbness of her limbs. She would have intermittent severe pain. Her symptoms would come and go. She would become confined to her bed when it got real bad. So initially she thought it was just the flu, but she saw a GI, she saw a neurologist, she saw internal med. They were all puzzled and thought it was different things. They were all diagnosing her with different things and they couldn't figure out what was wrong. Anthony said, oh, the problem is with your gallbladder. You should have it taken out. And so he told her doctors she needs to have her gallbladder taken out. Listen, I'm a doctor. She needs to have it taken out. And her doctors were like, "Mm, no, I think that surgery right now would kill her because of her weakened state. Like, she's not strong enough to go through surgery. So she started to get better. But then her symptoms came back in July. Her daughter around this time began experiencing the same symptoms, but not as severe as Debbie. Debbie had severe memory loss in July, and she was in a wheelchair, unable to walk. So at this time, they admitted her to the hospital, and her doctor was like, on a whim, decided to take a bone marrow sample. Her red blood cells had degenerated, and she had a condition known as karyorexis. How'd I do? Did I do it okay? You did great. I don't know that one, I think. But sure. So he began researching it, because he was like, it reminded me of something I had read about in med school. And so he researched it and came to arsenic poisoning. I knew it. And you know why? Because Deb Green did the same thing. Mm-hmm. And her name was Debbie. Oh, there you go, Debbie. That's what Deb you in was the oh, Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> so he said arsenic poisoning fit perfectly with all of her symptoms. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they did some tests and found that Debbie had consumed 29,580 milligrams of arsenic. Seems like a lot. It's the highest ever recorded in a living person. I was going to say, she was alive. It should have killed her. Yeah. Um, if someone has between 50 to 100 milligrams, they can die. And she had 29,000. She was like, fuck you, arsenic. <laughs> I'll show you, boss. So immediately they put her under 24-7 protection in the hospital because they're right. like, we need to find out what's going on. They tested Tony and they tested their two children. Their daughter did have higher levels in her system, but the son and Tony were totally normal and had no arsenic in their system. So now they're like, okay, who's doing this? So they checked their water supply. Totally normal. They thought maybe she was suicidal and was doing this intentional, but she denied. She's like, look, even if I wanted to hurt myself, which I don't, I wouldn't do it in this slow, painful, yeah. agonizing way. Yeah. Um, myself. Right. That is a hard, yeah. rough way to go. Right. So they interviewed the daughter and they were like, what did you eat the day that you became ill? And she said there was soup left on the counter. So she ate it and became sick that night. And Debbie said, oh, well, Tony made the soup and I wasn't hungry, but he kept trying to tell me, you need to eat it. You need to eat it. It's going to make you feel better. Dude, it's like some six cents shit. So they did a hair test to see, you know, how long she'd been being poisoned, mm-hmm. basically. And they saw that she started receiving small doses in May 1999 when they got back together. Mm, weird. In July 1999, when she was hospitalized, she received a very large dose. It was 80 times what a normal human should have in their system for arsenic. That's awful. So this coincided with her hospital visit when Tony recommended you need to take her gallbladder out. She needs to have surgery right away. And if she had surgery, it would have killed her. Like, no doubt. Anthony thought it's the family of Sarah Smith, that woman that he had accidentally, well, I'm not going to say accidentally, that he had let die on his operating table. Sure. He said, this is her family. They are trying to take away my wife because I took away their wife. Um, So they're poisoning Debbie to punish me. 
so they ruled out her family because her family had moved to the Midwest after she died and wouldn't have even had access to Debbie to poison her, especially when the whole soup thing came out. So Daughter then remembered that her dad had set traps out around the home like mousetraps, and they traced those mousetraps to a poison that contained arsenic. So the arsenic was traced to him, and they showed receipts that he had purchased it himself. Mm -hmm. So they found evidence suggesting that he had hoped the arsenic poisoning would cause her to die during surgery, and then he could say it was normal for operations to kill people sometimes and would be absolved for Sarah Smith's death. Basically saying, like, look... People die during operations all the time. Even my own wife died during a routine operation for her gallbladder. So basically, he wanted to sacrifice his wife for his own medical career to get reinstated. Yep. So while police were searching the house, they found a manuscript titled M.D. Mass Destruction that he wrote. So it was an autobiography of losing his medical license and the conspiracy against him and how he was wronged by the medical community and the judicial system. He knew that she would not survive the surgery. He could argue that people die in surgery and he should not have been singled out, and they believe that he also vandalized his own home and made his own death threats sent to himself to make it look like he was being targeted as a revenge attempt. This dude is crazy. He's crazy. So he pled guilty to charges related to the arsenic poisoning for first degree assault and was given 15 years in prison. So he's out, because this happened in 1999-2000. He was released in 2013. And returned to Buffalo, changed his name to Tony Hot, and opened a business called Tony Hot Cosmetic LLC, which was a company that sold a line of skincare creams formulated from one's own DNA-derived plasma. And his website referred to him as a doctor still. So the Erie County DA, he opened a criminal investigation into this new venture, and Tony ended up taking down his website. Most recent findings of him are in Florida. And this is as recent as about 2018, 2019 is what I found. Where he advertises himself as a geriatric caregiver. Do you know why? Probably because there's not a lot of people who are going to take care of old people, unfortunately. And you go to Florida. Yeah. There's lots of old people there. There are lots of old people in Florida. So as a result, Debbie has irreversible damage to her health. She has nerve damage and her fine motor skills are... Not that great. They believe that she survived all the arsenic poisoning because he started giving her small doses, and so she developed a tolerance until mm. he basically gave her this huge dose in July, and that's what hospitalized her, and that's, that's how they figured out. But, you know, him giving her that huge dose is kind of what saved her because that's how they figured out what was yeah. going on and figured out it was him. But she is on record for having the highest arsenic poisoning and that's living crazy. 80 times the lethal amount. That's wow. probably not a record that I would want to hold. No. Also, like she's a she's a bab, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for it's sure. Amazing, it's very sad. Do you, I mean you remember that though from Sixth Sense when he poisoned his own daughter with mm-hmm. arsenic? Arsenic. I wonder. Yes, Lindsay, I have seen that movie. Have you? Yes. <laughs> it's really rude. <laughs> I didn't even say anything. It was wasn't rude. It. it was typical. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm very glad that you have seen that because that's one of my favorite movies. Hmm. It's a good, it's a good one. one. And he put it in in soup, just like they talk about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And undetected. Yeah. And Anne Rule even wrote a book about them. So if you guys are really into (laughs) reading true crime, Anne Rule's my girl. Anne Rule, she wrote a book about Deb Deb Green, too. Anne Rule, she rules. Anne Rule, you rule. (laughs) You rule the school. You rule. You are the best. She wrote a very good um, biography about Ted Bundy. I would recommend it to anyone. 
Wow. So she's she's pretty good. She writes about true crime. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but she's amazing. Her Ted Bundy one was really good because she knew Ted Bundy personally. Does they she have friends. anything on Audible? Because I don't I'm like sure to she read. does. <laughs> I, I have the book, but if I'm sure it's on Audible. Okay. But she knew Ted Once Bundy. Has the book and she will read it to you. Yes. I would be I will okay with that. I record myself reading it to Honestly, you. Honestly, I would oh, be okay no. with that. <laughs> I would not buy it. <laughs> I won't laugh no, because it won't. is a very disturbing book, like to the point that I... You'll laugh because you know you're recording it for me. <laughs> yes, I will. I'll put in my own little notes. Side note. But it was disturbing it to was the point that I like had... <laughs> Side note. His his eye fell out. Side note. His eyeballs <laughs> fell. Do you guys even know Ted Bundy? But I had nightmares. Like it was to the point of like... I mean, it's a very good book. But Could you drink your wine drink. just... Yes, I was... Just drink up. Telling a story. That's why... I haven't been drinking. You're behind. Well, speaking of stories, it's my turn. It is. Prove it. What are you doing? I am going to do a folklore. Let's hear it. Folklore. Okay, bye-bye. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Okay, so I am going to do a story on corpse candles. Huh. Uh, I don't know what that is. I'm picturing, like, Day of the Dead. I, yeah. I don't worry about it. Don't think too hard. Just let me tell I do the story. Hard. I was okay. thinking of like with a shrine, like candles with a shrine. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. Keep thinking that. Okay. Way Thank off. Thank you We're to uh, Sarah from our sister podcast, Do I Make You Uncomfortable? She gave me this idea and I thought it was really cool. That is cool. Great. Great recommendation, Sarah. You haven't heard it yet. You do make us uncomfortable you. in a good way. <laughs> Wait, like weird. Sarah does or I do? Uh, both. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I already know I do, so it's fine. I do too. Mm-hmm. All I think it's just like a blanket I'm statement right now, talking right. about this. Yeah, like all Sarahs make people uncomfortable. Why are you not uncomfortable? At, I keep looking at your knees and thinking of splooch. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it when I put these pants on tonight. I was so like, your Lindsay, pants. <laughs> are my knees turning you on? <laughs> They're her splooch pants. But is. Are, is, is my splooch splooching out No, again? it's not splooching out right now. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I want to talk candles. about corpse candles. Yes, okay. not splooch. Here we go. Okay. These are balls of light or flame that were once thought to be a sign that death was near. Okay. Known by many names, corpse candles, death omens, fetch candles, fetch lights, or dead man's lights, depending on your location in the world, most commonly from Wales or throughout the British Isles. Corpse candles are mysterious lights that float throughout the air at night. These lights have different purposes depending on where you are in the world. Some say they warn warn of imminent death for whoever sees the light or possibly for their close family or friends, and the light will hover over the spot where death will come. Others say the light appears halfway between the doomed person's home and their soon-to-be grave how is anybody gonna see that it's a ball of light it's like an orb well i get that it's very similar to an orb yeah like are people looking for it like she's about to die no you're just walking down the street looking out the window and you're like oh shit i see that is Is this where the whole like go towards the light thing started from i don't think so okay don't ask questions linda (laughs) sorry yes perfect sometimes the lights accompany the souls as they leave the earth the size and the color of the light or the flame will vary as well. So in Welsh folklore, a small pale blue corpse candle precedes the death of an infant. 
And a large light precedes the death of an adult, red for men and white for women. Interesting. It's very specific. Yeah, sadly, though, if two white lights of varying sizes were floating side by side, it was anticipated that a woman and her unborn child were soon to die. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, and if there were multiple lights, multiple people are to die. If they are approached, they vanish. So, kind of like me. Um, a corpse. Get out of here. <laughs> if they are approached, they vanish. <laughs> Don't approach Boydston, okay? A corpse fire is similar. The night before a death, the lights appear specifically in graveyards as the omen of death and mark the route of a funeral, uh, a future funeral. From the victim's house to the graveyard just before vanishing into the ground at the site of the impending burial. The road taken from the victim's home to the graveyard is called a corpse road. Seems appropriate. In Gaelic, Slavic, and Germanic folklore, these lights are said to be mischievous spirits of the dead or other supernatural beings attempting to lead travelers astray. But they aren't all ominous. They are said to have helped solve crimes as well. Ooh, they're crime hunter lights. Police lights. Oh, okay, no. no. The, no. The, the, dim, the dim police. The, they were the dim police. Full circle. <laughs> <laughs> Scottish folklore mentioned these lights floating to the surface of bodies of water where victims had been tossed. Oh, wait. What? Why are they tossing their victims? To get, All right, to Scott, to, to to get, get rid, rid of the, the bodies. Do you even You'd make watch... a terrible killer. Yes. Do you even know how to kill somebody and dispose, <laughs> no. dispose of their body? <laughs> no. I feel like water, All... water degrades evidence, obviously. But yeah. also they flow and then No, they... not if you put rocks in you their You have pockets. to puncture the lungs. That's how the bodies yep. don't flow. No. I don't or you put rocks enough. in their I don't pockets. watch enough. I'm going to burn them. Or you dismember That's them and then. Lindsay and I know too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be her bowmeister. That's the problem. No, you dissolve them in acid. That's what you do. <sighs> Anyhow, hmm. uh, Breaking an- Bad taught me that. <laughs> another um, another tale goes I? that in early 1800s, a man disappeared after hiring a new assistant. The assistant said that he was on a trip and would return in the coming months. And most people were satisfied with this explanation until one night when two men were riding by his cottage and saw a large corpse candle next to it. They called for the police and insisted that they dig at that site. And sure enough, the man's body was found right there in a shallow grave. And the assistant soon confessed to the murder. Oh, I love these crime-solving lights. Yes. So I was going to... The police lights. That's what I was trying to say. I was going to leave it right here. But I know Lindsay is over there dying to know what they really are, taking the fun out of everything. Yes, I want to know... Yes. Sorry, Um, then I want to know the science. Tell me the things. Some explanations include lightning or static electricity. Okay. Light from a setting sun reflecting on water or stones. Barn owls, which apparently have bioluminescence due to foxfire fungus. Mm. What? Foxfire Mm. fungus? What is that? Bioluminescent fungus. than just a one dot, I may be from afar. Yeah, or, maybe owls are drawn to decaying, like the things, smell of decaying. The or maybe they are the effects of methane gases produced by decomposing organic Farts. material found in swamps, <laughs> marshlands, or bogs. Farts from dead people buried in the ground. So dead farts causing <laughs> lights. 
<laughs> that is kind of funny. Oh my god, I see I see a light over there. <laughs> Who farted? <laughs> Who farted? The corpse is like, sorry, man. So nobody sorry, has bro. been able to come up with like one explanation that explains everything. Um well, and while not. Most of the modern world has found a host of suitable explanations for corpse candles. It is interesting to me that this folklore has been referenced in cultures around the world. So, uh, take from that what you will. Very cool. I hate how she just looked at me like that. (laughs) It's the alien of candles. (laughs) I mean, that's a very interesting story. Yeah. I hate when you say that. <laughs> Why? Absolutely hate it. It's I so it. demeaning. I liked it. I liked the story. What is wrong Thank with you. that? Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. Can I not say interesting is interesting demeaning? Yeah, it's like it's... When you're sick, it's it interesting is. and I don't believe anything you just said is okay. basically what my brain hears. So what should I say instead of interesting when I find you're, something... You're right. That's really great. Um, You did a great job. You, mm-hmm. you did a great job. Oh, thank you. See? Fours and sixes <laughs> are similar. You, I'm telling you. I'm not saying you did a bad job. This is I'm what I'd want to hear. It's an interesting story. You did a great job. I believe it. Oh, and well, I can't say I believe it, but you didn't... Let's see. That's what I mean. You did a great job researching that, and that's an interesting story. I enjoyed learning about it. Here's what I hear. Habsies. You did a Habsies. job. You did a yeah, job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, think, I think we filter out nines immediately. We're like, no, shut up. I don't believe you. <laughs> Which is funny, because nines are the people pleasers. Uh, except for you when you're dealing with us. a failing. <laughs> you know me. Am I not a people pleaser? It's funny, it's because currently. in our setting, you're not a people pleaser. <laughs> Because I don't tell you what you want to hear and say, I believe. Yes. Oh, I'm so converted now. No, No, not like that. (laughs) Give it the program. So that's the story of corpse candles. Very interesting. I've never heard of them. So I I I mean it when I say that's interesting. That's a compliment. (laughs) I thought it was uh, kind of a spooky story for October. Thank you, Trifecta Sarah, for the... uh, (laughs) Thank you, Spooky Susan. (laughs) Thank you, Spooky Susan and Trifecta Sarah for the... The other Sarah mm-hmm. for the uh, oh ninja. yes, Trifectus. I know what yeah. you meant. Yeah, I, I did it. I was like, Who's I know I had to bring her in. Sarah? I'm like, mm, you know, the third. I gotcha. I remember now. You said that Sarah gave you the idea. Mm-hmm. Can she come on our podcast sometime? Oh, I know. Yeah, she would, she love, would love that. So, thank you guys. That's that's my line. Right, I stopped right there. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap. And then she gestured towards me like, "You go." I'm like, but because you're taking my line. I don't want to step on your okay your thank imaginary you. toes. Because I have real toes. (laughs) They're not imaginary. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to our Smorgasbord episode where we talk all the things. You guys. Meat and cheeses, apparently. (laughs) A variety board. That was Sarah who came up with the charcuterie board. Anyways. You looked up the definition of Smorgasbord. (laughs) And you are welcome for that. And it validated what I thought. Yes. Okay. You can find us on all the socials, the YouTube, the Instagram, the Facebook, and the Twitter at the Tipsy Ghost. You can also send us an email of your stories. We would love to hear them at the Tipsy Ghost at gmail.com. Uh, we would love for you to become a patron and see all the embarrassing pictures that we post. So many embarrassing specifically pictures. Specifically of, of Lindsay. Lindsay. Mostly of Lindsay. Let's the be best. real. Yes. But you also can get first dibs on merch if you would like. And also... I mean, you're just supporting us in our future ghost adventuring, and we really do appreciate it. So visit us at patreon.com slash thetipsyghost. And if you don't mind, please give us a five-star rating and a great review on Apple Podcasts. 
I like a far review too. A far. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. We will catch you guys next week. Okay, bye. 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 bye.